So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. want to welcome you <laughs> to this edition of Bible News Radio. Hey, it's Monday. Just want to let you know that. Well, you already know that, unless you're in some other country. You, you know it's Monday. But you know what? We have some super good news to share with you today. Especially if uh, you follow Christian persecution news, uh, you know, worldwide, and especially here in America. For people who actually stand up and tell the truth, and yet are vilified in the media, and all that. I have a really, really great story. This is this this great story happened to a friend of mine, and uh, well, the, the good result. Let's put it that way. He went through. You know what? Hi, Bill. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dottie. Hi, hi, Pastor Garrett and Mia, Melanie, Stephen. Nice to see you. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and share this out myself. Yeah, I am. Yeah, share this out. Thank you for sharing it out. Yeah. So how many of you saw me play guitar over the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I was told I have a hidden talent. Who and people didn't know this, so very interesting, huh? Right. Alright, so here's a brand new thing. If you guys have not signed up yet to get my text message alerts, make sure you text the term Bible News to 33222. And um, then you can get my email text alerts. Well, they're not email, they're text alerts. Like you get a text message from me. I'm sending them out to alert people about the show. Yeah, and there'll be some other ones too. We'll probably do a couple contests and all that. So if that's inter- if if that is of interest to you, then please sign up. Text Bible News to 33222 and you'll be on my list. And then also text me and tell me what your name is when you sign up too, okay? That way that way I know who you are. I can go, oh, hey, thank you for signing up. All right, so in two days, Bareface and me, we'll celebrate 20, 26 years of marriage, man. I'm starting to feel old. I know I don't look that old, but trust me, my body feels this old, <laughs> especially when I play pickleball. Oh my gosh. Today I was playing with a friend of mine, and uh, and uh, it was very cool because he, uh, it was his birthday, and this guy is so good. He's like one of my pickleball teachers, you know. He, there's there's always these people who they know how to serve really super tricky and stuff, and and I just have to say that um, uh, it's it's um you know you you can tell how somebody serves by how they hold the paddle, right? And so this guy here, he he actually you know holds his paddle one way to serve. <laughs> I don't know what Randall's doing. Irritating you. Anyway. Distracting but, you. But then when he goes ahead and he serves backhanded, you know, you know he's going to put a spin on the ball. And it's like, ah, oh my gosh. 
So anyway, he's 68 today. I beat him twice. It was awesome. Super good. It was awesome. Anyway, I got some good news to share with you guys. This is going to be good news, but of course, the first thing I want to do is welcome everybody. Thank you guys for coming in. Steven, I just saw you signed up for our text messages. Hi, Dr. John and Diane and Dottie. Nice to see you. Okay, so I actually have, and Kyle, hi Kyle. Um, let me go over here and share really fast over on Facebook, just in case anybody's there. I can say hi to whoever's over there really fast. And and um, and then I want to share, you the, share the story about this army chaplain, okay? Because this, unfortunately, this keeps happening. But my news today, the good news that I'm going to share after this, actually, uh, hopefully will encourage you guys. It will, hopefully. That's the goal anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and share this out. Oh, Aaron shared. Okay, hey, hey, Aaron, thanks for coming in. Yeah, pickleball people. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of us. You would not be, you would be surprised at how many people play pickleball. A lot do. All right, so, all right, so let's look at this first story. Army, Army chaplain faces six months in prison uh, after not affirming a same-sex couple. Okay. All right, so listen to this. This is over from ChristianHeadlines.com. Michael Faust, or Faust, 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 Faust? How would you say that? F-O-U-S-T. How do you say that? I don't know. Anyway, he wrote it. Uh, he says here, a U.S. Army chaplain is facing a dereliction of duty charge and potentially six months in military prison after not accepting a same-sex couple in a marriage retreat. Even though he ensured the two women they could take part in the next scheduled retreat with a different chaplain, according to his attorney. U.S. Army Chaplain Major Scott Squires, who is Southern Baptist, faces the charge on a technicality. The Army report says the lesbian soldier who requested attendance at the Strong Bonds marriage retreat was denied a service due to her sexual orientation. But the same Army report says the charge is not for denying her a service, but instead for not following Army policy and accommodating her until after a complaint was filed. Uh, Squires, though, said he followed Army policy. As a chaplain endorsed by the North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention, he is prohibited from endorsing same-sex relationships. His chaplain assistant, SSG... Staff Sergeant, I think. I think that's true. Casey Griffin faces a similar charge by the Army. First Liberty is representing the Squires. The United States Army, acting under the command of Major General uh, Sontag, is threatening to punish one of its chaplains because he followed the rules, said Mike Berry of First Liberty. The Army or Congress must hold Major General Sontag accountable for allowing this aggressive anti-religious hostility against its military chaplains to occur under his command. First Liberty contends Squires complied with Army and Southern Baptist Convention rules when he promptly rescheduled the marriage retreat with a new chaplain within three business days for the sole purposes of ensuring the same-sex couple could attend. Squires said, he did what I'm required to do under Army regulations and my endorser's rules. I'm shocked that I would even be investigated, let alone threatened with punishment for following the rules. Representative uh, Doug Collins, who is a Republican in Georgia, 
who also is a military chaplain, spoke out in favor of Squires. The case of Chaplain Scott Squires highlights how imperative it is that we protect freedom of conscience for every individual in the U.S. military, including the chaplains who minister to them as they carry out the military's mission together, Collins said. The process surrounding this investigation remains extremely concerning, and Army officials now have the opportunity to deliver a swift fair resolution after months of prolonging the case. <clears throat> so why is this important? Well, first of all, it's completely important because it's true. And there has been uh, countless cases, unfortunately, of people in the military being persecuted. And I am going to call it that because that's exactly what it is. Being persecuted uh, for doing the right thing under under the under the actual guidelines i mean that that's and that's the thing you know the bible says <clears throat> the bible says when the righteous rule the people rejoice when the wicked rule the people groan like oh you know just so you know lots of people in california are groaning groan <laughs> i'm not trying to be funny but it is true they're groaning cuz they cuz the government in california is horrible anyway so he followed the rules and he got he got punished. That's the thing. He actually followed the guidelines and they're still trying to punish him. Now, I have a good friend. His name is uh, Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt. Uh, he was uh, a chaplain in the Air Force, I believe it was. Uh, and he prayed in Jesus' name and lost a million dollar pension because of it, essentially. <clears throat> As a result, he was all over the media for years and he started a ministry called PIJN News. Is actually his thing. I've I've actually uh, I've actually appeared on his show as a guest a couple of times. Um, but this isn't a new. Unfortunately, the the LGBT lobby has infiltrated everywhere, which is why starting tomorrow, I'm going to be starting. You know, I'm going to start teaching you some really good stuff out of this book. This is the handbook that that claimed they. This is literally the handbook on how homosexuality has indoctrinated, uh, you know, the culture. So we're going to start looking at that tomorrow. Uh, I think you'll find it very informative. At least I hope so. Um, but this isn't new, unfortunately. And so we need to be praying for, you know, for this guy because, uh, because I mean, how would you, I mean, would you face time in jail for something that you, where you didn't actually, you didn't do anything wrong. You actually held up the law. You did things the way you're supposed to. But because a lesbian couple decides to come back and, and file fake charges against you, you know, now you're suffering as a result. Would you go to jail? I mean, think about it. It might happen more, you know, it might happen um, in America more quicker than you think. I don't know, Bareface, what do you think? What do you think, um, Bareface? About what? About the story. You weren't really listening, right? I you? was listening to the you, story. Okay, about the story. Are you trying uh, to be funny and pick on me? No. Yeah, you are. Not both. Okay. Um, maybe one at a time, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to do both at the same time. Gotcha. Um, adjust my camera and try to keep my big head in the frame at the same time. You're so handsome. Right, he, um, sh he should be free to follow his conscience. Gideon in the UK, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. I didn't see what some of the other comments were, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm not sure why the Army offers uh, marriage retreats. 
I mean, I understand the, you know, the presence of, of chaplains, you know, chaplain for your religion of choice. I mean, just because you join the armed services doesn't mean you have to, you know, uh, abandon your your freedom of religion and, and, you know, put that on hold while you, while you serve in the military. Um, so I'm kind of curious about why marriage retreats, that seems like something extra, but... Yeah, it seems like it would be one of these cases of, of a florist or a baker or whatever. Not that there are other alternatives. He said, well, you know, schedule the next one with another chaplain. I can't do it. But it seems the issue seems to be, no, you have to do it. We're going to make you do it against your will, against your conscience. Because that that isn't an option for you to accommodate us. You know, you have to jump when we say jump. You know, that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Well, it's it's unfortunate, but there are people in the world who think the whole world owes them stuff, and then there are people in the world who actually work for stuff and they earn it. And and I mean that emotionally as well as tangibly, you know, like, you know. So, but let's focus on some good news, okay? So, we have some good news. I have like a whole bunch of good news stories, but the first one, the first good news story that I want to share with you concerns a friend of mine, actually. Uh, his name is Pastor Scott Lively. He heads up a, min- a ministry called Defend the Family. In fact, defendthefamily.com is where you can go. Scott has been a guest on my show. Uh, I can't even count how many times he's been a guest on my show in the last, I don't know, 14 years. He's, I've known him for a very long time. Uh, and he, a couple of years ago, was set up and maligned internationally for going over to Uganda and helping AIDS victims and other things over there. He was actually trying to help uh, over there, and he taught about homosexuality, the the biblical view. And so some people got a, how do you call it, uh, a bee in their bonnet. <laughs> and exactly decide, what I was thinking. And decided that they were going to use him as a poster boy to try to silence anybody who would help anybody with homosexuality. And so... Uh, since 2012, I think it was, uh, he has literally been dealing with the fallout of this persecution. In fact, Scott uh, actually termed the, the, um, the phrase law aside. He's actually an attorney by training. He actually is a pastor. He has a ministry. He has, I think he even has a coffee shop where he ministers in. He was actually homeless at one point. And he worked himself out of homelessness. He, he became a Christian and um, just started doing what God's called him to do. The LGBT lobby hates him. They hate him because, he, number one, he won't back down. Number two, he, a lot of homosexuals have come to Christ as a result of his ministry and, and all this. So I'm just going to read you the article. It pretty much tells you the good news here. But it says here, court vindicates American pastor. This broke today. So this is actually breaking news. Uh, It says here, on Friday, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit vindicated the name of Pastor Scott Lively in an appeal Liberty Council filed in June 2017. Lively filed the appeal after winning summary judgment against the foreign LGBT activists. Sexual minorities of Uganda, also known as SMUG, (laughs) Which which is funny to me. Hey, the sexual minorities of Uganda, you guys are SMUG. 
and they lost, so, you know. Anyway, which had sued Lively in 2012 for sharing his biblical views on homosexuality during three visits to Uganda in 2002 and 2009. Although Lively's summary judgment win put an end to Smug's attempt to silence him, he filed the appeal to strike the outrageous statements and unnecessary, unsupportable findings made against Lively by U.S. District Judge Michael A. Ponser in the order delivering the win. The Court of Appeals' opinion neutralizes the gratuitous language, making it clear that Judge Ponser's statements have no legal effect. In a direct challenge to the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law, Smug had tried to create new and dangerous precedent by accusing Lively of international crimes against humanity. And this is why this is so important, because the language in the culture war, whoever controls it usually wins, okay? And so what Smug did was accuse Scott Lively of crimes against humanity. What were they? It was talk about homosexuality and how to, how to deal with it, right? It's like, oh my gosh. Anyway, akin to genocide and war crimes in reliance with the obscure alien tort statue, okay? But the Supreme Court confirmed in, 20, in a 2013 decision that the ATS was never intended to allow a foreign citizen to sue a U.S. citizen in America, alleging violation of some supposed international law. Judge Ponzer, who has a long history of active support for the LGBT agenda and remarkably considers judges quite, quote, the unappointed legislators of mankind, <laughs> unquote, should have dismissed Smug's claims in 2013 under the binding Supreme Court precedent. Instead, however, he allowed Smug to subject Lively to over four years of litigation, including 100 hours of depositions and the review of 40,000 pages of documents. Okay, I got to tell you something. I personally, a couple years ago, was called to uh, speak uh, on a case uh, with a friend of mine. I was deposed. I, I had to sit through this deposition. And I sat there for, I think it was almost three hours on the phone. I was, I was literally deposed for about three hours because of a one-line email that I sent on behalf of my client at the time. I have to tell you, three hours of, of listening to these attorneys. I, I totally understand why people hate attorneys, okay, just so you know. But three hours of being interrogated on a one-line email and what I did and how these attorneys do this. Can you imagine a hundred hours of some stupid attorney? No offense if you're an attorney, but you know what I mean. Some evil attorney who's really got an axe to grind, you know, trying to make you look evil. I mean, seriously, that's what some of these guys do. Anyway, um, anyway, the, the, this goes on to say, unsurprisingly, the extensive litigation record revealed no evidence of any conspiracy or persecution by Lively. Rather, the evidence showed that Lively, in a country where homosexuality has been illegal for decades, urged treatment of people identifying as LGBT with respect and dignity, and the liberalization of Uganda's laws against homosexuality, even as he spoke in favor of biblical sexual morality against the LGBT political agenda. When confronted with Smug's complete Failure of evidence in 2017, Judge Ponzer finally dismissed Smug's claims as he should have done in 2013, giving Lively a complete, albeit delayed, victory. 
But Judge Posner left his personal bias against pro-family values and support for the LGBT agenda. Uh, in fact, uh, what should have been a short and straightforward legal opinion polluting his order with a prolonged tirade against Lively, badly distorting Lively's Christian views and activism and insulting him with such unbecoming epithets as crockpot bigot. Really? I mean, a, a judge, how mature. You're, oh, you're a crockpot bigot. Uh, pathetic, ludicrous, abhorrent, and numerous others. Even more egregiously, and even though he admittedly lacked jurisdiction to rule on Smug's claims, Judge Ponsner purported to conclude, without even a pretense of legal or factual analysis, that Lively's Christian beliefs and pro-family activism violated international law, and that Lively's peaceful speaking on homosexuality in Uganda somehow aided and abetted international crimes supposedly committed by people Lively has never even spoken to or met. Now, I, I have to, I'm going to keep reading it, but I do have to tell you, if you're not familiar with this case, the, the short part of this is that they, what they did, there was a homosexual, uh, there was a couple of homosexual murders in Uganda around this time. And what happened was they blamed it on Scott Lively coming over there basically saying, hey, you could go ahead and you could, you could change, God could change you, and here's some help, right? They blamed it. But do you know, do you know who murdered the homosexual that, that Scott got blamed for? It was a leading homosexual activist in that country. It was a homosexual activist that murdered the other homosexual, and somehow they blamed Scott Lively for it. I had him on my show. If you go over to Blog Talk Radio to my old archives, you can Google and listen to a couple hours of interviews I did with Scott about this whole issue way back then. So this is a big deal that, that he, first of all, was vindicated, but, but it's absolutely ludicrous what this judge has done. But anyway, uh, with Smug promising to use Judge Ponzer's order against Lively and other courts, Lively appealed his win, but only to have stricken Judge Posner's improper and prejudicial statements. The Court of Appeals made it clear that Judge Ponzer's statements lack any binding or preclusive effect and should not be according, accorded any binding effect in future litigation. The Court of Appeals has legally cleared Lively's name, stating unequivocally that Judge Ponzer's baseless findings and insults have no legal effect whatsoever in Horatio uh, Myhet, Liberty Council's Vice President of Legal Affairs and Chief Litiga Litigation Counsel, said the decision also thwarts Smug's promise to weaponize Judge Ponzer's attack against Lively, leaving Smug with what it always deserved uh, from this case, which is nothing. And um, so this is good news, and I, I, I cannot uh, express more highly how good how good of news this is for Scott because because they really want him gone. I mean, Scott is one of these guys <laughs> who's not going to back down. And yet, if you've ever met him and you've ever talked to him, he is he's like the sweetest guy ever, you know? I mean, he he ministers to the homeless and the poor in his area. You know, he helps people out who need it. He's sharing the gospel. He's trying to help people left and right. And Uganda decides that they're going to go ahead and put him through this massive smear campaign, which had nothing to do with anything that he did. So it's a, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, so that's one good news story. Another good news story comes, uh, this, this article is over here. 
um, on uh, ChristianHeadlines.com. It's titled, Nurse Who Was Fired for Telling Patients About Jesus Has Her Name Cleared. So this is good because, again, this is another Christian persecution issue. Uh, It says here, a British nurse who was fired for telling patients about her Christian faith was cleared last week following a two-year investigation. So Scott went through, what, four or five years? This lady went through uh, a couple years. Uh, Sarah Kuta, who has 15 years of experience, worked at Darent Valley Hospital. As part of her job, she was required to ask patients about their faith during a pre-operation assessment questionnaire. This naturally led to conversations with some patients about her Christian faith, according to Christian Concern, a United Kingdom organization. I would reassure them based on the joy and peace that I really have found in Jesus, she said. But a few patients complained, leading to her dismissal in June 2016. Even worse, the nursing and midwifery council replaced or placed restrictions on her future employment. She found another job, but due to the restrictions, she was required to have a senior nurse oversee her, even though she's had 15 years experience, really. All I had done was to nurse and care for patients, she said. How could it ever be harmful to tell someone about Jesus? Good question. But last week, NMC dropped the restrictions, clearing her name, The NMC ruled it is in the public interest to return an otherwise experienced and competent nurse into practice. I love that. She was represented by the Christian Legal Center. All right. So, but for the question on the pre-op assessment questionnaire, these, these conversations would not have taken place. Andrea Williams, chief executive of the Christian Legal Center, said in a statement, without proper investigation, she was fired and her long career as a nurse put under threat. Those who know Sarah recognize what a caring, uh, hardworking nurse she is and the professionalism she brings to her job, although it's disappointing that she was ever penalized for her actions, which were wholly motivated by compassion, we rejoice that Sarah is once again free to bring her skill and expertise to her role as a nurse. And I'm just going to say this. I've been hospitalized one time that I can recall. <laughs> and that was when I had a hysterectomy 10 years ago or whatever it was. And nurses are awesome. Nurses are, are nurses probably run the hospitals way more than doctors do, okay? Nurses are mercy givers, generally speaking. And so here she is doing her business, mind her own stinking business, and you got a couple of people complaining, even though it was raised by her job questionnaire that she has to ask people. So go ahead, weigh in, bareface, because I know you thought that was funny. Well, I thought what was funny is the NMC, the Nursing and Midwife Council, their statement, it is in the public interest to return an otherwise experienced and competent nurse into practice. Well, she would be, she's otherwise experienced and competent but this this whole jesus freak thing that really tarnishes her and she'd be a decent person if it wasn't just for this love of jesus thing which really which really irritates us and it ruins a perfectly good nurse otherwise experienced and competent (laughs) it's as if somehow mention of jesus well you know that's a demerit that's a that's a blemish on your expertise yeah yeah. It's just the backhanded, otherwise experienced and competent nurse. Well, at least they're admitting she's experienced and competent, but it's otherwise experienced. If, you know, if it wasn't for this thing, she would have been an all right person in our book, but she had to go and, 
you know, say this Jesus thing and do this Jesus thing. So I know she she won't be invited to our parties. Well, you know, I mean, I, I see some of the comments. Let's see here. Let me go back through and see if I can see some comments here. By the way, thank you all for uh, sharing everything out. There may be thought things were bad enough without a U.S. pastor stirring things up. They may. Okay, that's that, is that one. Okay. Oh, is that the same one? No, that, that one's a sex bot. Okay, we're going to block the sex bot or the repeat bot, whatever it is. What would Periscope be without certain bots, you know? <laughs> uh, Gideon in the UK says, The U.S. State Department Human Rights Report on Uganda flags the systematic persecution faced by gays. Yeah, well, there was nobody persecuting the gays, though. That's the thing. Holy words enslave us. What happens? What happened to, to this nurse is egregious. Why don't people ex exercise common sense? Well... Because common sense isn't common anymore. That's part of that. Uh, okay, I think I got everything. Um, you know, it's what's interesting is this is this is happening worldwide. I mean, this isn't something that just happens here in America. That that you know that these situations you know keep happening. Um, the devil, believe it or not, exists. Yeah, he does, and he does not like you. He hates you if you're a believer, especially. I mean, he doesn't like humanity in general. He pretends he does, but he doesn't. He hates everybody because we're made in God's image. We got that seal of stamp approval from our creator. We're made in his image. And so his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the devil does. And so if you have Christians in these mercy-giving positions, like Scott, you know, be, being a defender of the weak, etc., and you have, you know, this nurse, you know, of course somebody's going to come in there who doesn't like God and they're going to say, hey, you know what, you can't say Jesus' name, we can't do what God advocates in his word, because it's an anathema to the enemy, right? The enemy is called the enemy for a reason, he's the enemy, right? So, this reminds me of Psalm 121, one of my favorite psalms. It says this, in case you haven't read it lately, it says here, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. And that is our hope as believers. By the way, thanks for that super heart. Totally appreciate it. Uh, I feel super now that I got that heart. I got the super heart. Yeah, I did. Okay, so uh, speaking of you know, speaking of that, let me... Let me tell you, uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you about this book. I should tell you, if you are interested in advertising on Bible News Radio, we do reach an international audience uh, worldwide. Archives are up forever. We air the show on YouTube, on Facebook Live, on Periscope. We rip the audio. We put it on like at least a dozen platforms, including iTunes and Spreaker, Stitcher, and others. And uh, so your ad will be left forever and all that. We're very affordable. So uh, that's what Kevin did. Kevin Joseph McCaw, he has this book here, Science and the Bible. He wanted us to share with you, our audience, about it. And um, higher. 
Oh, you thought you were fine, dude. I was? Okay. It's just the author name was cut off, but... Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, you can get this book, Science and the Bible, at uh, Amazon.com. Lower? Okay. <laughs> at Amazon.com, you, you can get it. Uh, and it, you can get it on Kindle, uh, or if you prefer to get the paperback like this, you can go to Lulu.com and search for the title of the book. Uh, science of the Bible. So what he's done is he has uh, self-published this book and it's basically little chapters that he discusses some stuff in the book uh, about scientifically. It's it's actually very interesting. Um, it's, you know, so if this is something that interests you, uh, go, go ahead and check it out and uh, and look at it. All right, Science and the Bible, do they, are they compatible? The answer is yes, absolutely. All right. The other thing I got to tell you about now, this is funny to me. This is absolute funny to me. I love stories like this because when I see bad guys busted, I just love it. I think it's awesome when bad guys are busted. I don't know how many of you guys agree with bad guys being busted, but when, when bad guys are busted, <laughs> I love it. By the way, if you just came in and you want to you want to sign up for our text messages, just text Bible News to three three two two two, and you'll get you'll start getting my text messages. And some of you might be wondering why why are we going to do that? Because honestly, email you know gets hidden. Sometimes it ends up in spam. Sometimes you're not on Facebook or Twitter to see when things are happening. And everybody has their phone, and there's no way, to my knowledge. That text messages can be hidden or not seen, and I think they're they're just a better way to communicate. So I want you on my text. Uh, I want you on my text thing. Okay, I, I found this really great service. It's affordable for me right now. And um, anyway, and so you guys will be the first to know what we're talking about. And like I said, we're going to do some contests and some other things with it. So text Bible News to three three two 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 and sign up for that and. Uh, You'll, you'll get at least a text message a day from me, uh, just so you know, um, because my show's every day, Monday through Friday. So it's not like I'm going to send you 10 million text messages a day, though, just so you know. It's only like going to be one, maybe two a day tops, uh, depending on what the subject is. <clears throat> All right, so you guys know I, I am an independent representative with Legal Shield, and I've been talking to you guys about identity theft issues and things like that. A couple of weeks ago... I shared with you guys this story about vomit fraud, right? From Uber, right? So you guys know what Uber is and Lyft. Uh, they're, they're basically a, a no-name taxi service. People provide their own cars. They, they drive you places. But there are nefarious, evil people out there who decide they want to scam somebody. And so this vomit fraud thing became very popular because... Uh, because according to certain terms of service, if food or vomit or whatever was left over, then that driver can text their thing and then send out a $150 fine for the person who rode with you. Well, apparently this happened. And uh, this has been a big problem. Uber, in fact, has been trying to, to get it out of the news, by the way. But it's also happened with Lyft, which is Uber's competition. So today, as I'm going through my daily alerts on identity theft and fraud, this story comes up, and I loved it. It was so classic. So listen to this. McFeely, this person, Mike, that's the guy that wrote the article, 
West Fargo man, victim of vomit fraud, and his wife found the found the video to prove it. So what this story is about is how the guy that did this got busted. That's why I love it. Okay, listen to this. It says Ricky Mar Marquart did the right thing. Celebrating the 25th anniversary of his graduation from West Fargo High School with old friends and classmates on June 14th, he found himself in the Silver Dollar Bar early the next morning, so he ordered a Lyft ride from the app on his smartphone. Good, smart guy. Uh, the driver, identified as Travis on the app, arrived promptly and drove Marquardt home. The ride took 13 minutes from 2.21 a.m. until 2.34 a.m. on July 15th, according to the receipt uh, he received on his phone. It was seemingly an innocuous transaction, one that's repeated hundreds of thousands of times a day around the United States, and with the rise in popularity of ride-sharing services like Lyft and Uber, especially that when Mark Court checked his phone later, he received another receipt from Lyft in addition to the one showing $9 and one penny uh, charged for the ride. The new receipt was for 150 bucks and had a subject line titled Lyft Damage Receipt. The charge was placed on the credit card Mark Court entered on his Lyft account. Uh, what, what did you do? Mark Court's wife, Tiffany, asked him. Nothing. I just got a ride home, Ricky replied. Well, you must have done something. Did you throw up in his car? Did you spill some food? Tiffany said. No, I didn't do anything, I swear, Ricky pleaded. From there, things got increasingly interesting. From the investigation Tiffany did to discover the truth to battling the lift, with lift rather, over the charge to finding out there is a phenomena among some Lyft and Uber drivers to commit what has been deemed vomit fraud, faking damage to their vehicle and charging unwitting passengers up to $150 to cover it. Vomit fraud is a growing problem in many parts of the country. The Miami Herald reported this summer that multiple Uber passengers are filing lawsuits over drivers falsely charged passengers, uh, claiming they had to clean up vom vomit, urine, blood, and other bodily fluids. The Marquardts also discovered the police treat the fraud as a civil matter instead of a criminal one, because of the way the ride services write user agreements so they don't investigate. By the way, this is important because if you decide to sign up for Legal Shield, this is something, and this is one reason why you should get Legal Shield anyway, is because the Legal Shield attorney would be looking at all that and they would definitely go to your defense, right? She didn't do that in this case, but this is, this is uh, probably something I would have done. The Marquardt's learned Lyft doesn't appear overly concerned its drivers are committing fraud. They also don't believe drivers who get caught face any repercussions. This guy tried to steal $150. We were lucky because we were able to figure it out and get our money back, Ricky said. But how many other people are being taken advantage of and how does this get, uh, how, how does this get changed? Can citizens crack down on this? Who's going to help? Well, I'll tell you who's going to help. Legal Shield is going to help. That's why you need it, to protect yourself from stuff just like this, just so you know. Anyway, Tiffany believed Ricky's innocence and immediately sent an email to Lyft customer service saying that she believed their driver submitted a false damage claim. The company responded by sending a message saying the driver submitted photographic and anecdotal evidence of the damage. Lyft attached three photos. And this is where it gets good, people. <laughs> per 
our terms of service, we charge a damage fee to help drivers repair, remediate, or clean affected areas of the vehicle, the email said. It also said Lyft accidentally made a mistake by charging $150 and reduced the fee to $50. Ah, so here, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to, like, ah, well, we, this person won't pay $150, so we'll just charge them $50 instead, see if we can still get more money. The picture showed a vehicle... A gray Chevrolet Suburban, or GMC Yukon, just as Ricky remembered, with something spread on the outside and a couple of different substances in the back seat. I looked at the pictures closely and said, that looks like nacho cheese sauce on the outside and puff popcorn and something else on the inside, Tiffany said. I asked Ricky again, are you sure you didn't eat anything on the ride home? He said he didn't. Tiffany is a compliance analyst with Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Dakota. So her job and part of her nature is to dig into things and make sure that they are correct, to investigate them. My type of girl. It wasn't about the the money anymore. Tiffany said, I was on a mission, a mission from God. No, she didn't say that part. But anyway, Tiffany looked more closely at the photos and saw a blue and red neon lights in the background in one of them and the reflection of a red car wash sign in another. She recognized them as being on a holiday station store, so she called the nearest holiday and explained the situation to the manager, asking if he could check the store's security camera footage early Sunday morning to see if the vehicle and its driver had stopped. Before she received a call back, Tiffany showed the photos to a co-worker who noticed another reflection in the SUV's window. She said, right there, what's that green thing? So I zoomed in, and we both went, that's the space alien sign, Tiffany said. Now, Tiffany knew the vehicle had stopped at the Holiday Store on 45th Street near I-94 in South Fargo. She called the store, but was put in contact with the manager, Travis uh, Scheisser, and explained in detail the situation to him. She even theorized as to what the Lyft driver had done, stopped at the store, bought some food, threw it on the outside and inside of the vehicle to make it look like a passenger made a mess, and then ran the vehicle through the car wash to clean it. Tiffany had a specific time she wanted, uh, Scheisser, however you say this guy's name is, to check the video about 2.50 a.m. Sunday morning. So the manager told her to stay on the phone while he looked. It was easy since she had the time narrowed down. So I started looking at almost immediately. I see the vehicle pull up to the store. The driver gets out, comes in, buys nachos, puff popcorn, and Mott's applesauce. He goes back out. It gets tougher to see what he's doing because of the camera angle, but you can see him moving around, making motions. Then flashes go off like he's taking pictures. He opens the door to the back seat, and the same thing, some flashes go off. He has an unlimited car wash pass, which means, uh, which, which he showed when he bought the item. So he gets in the vehicle, goes through the car wash, and it's there all on tape. Is that classic or what? I, <laughs> I, I love it, man. I mean, you it, see, this is part of our surveillance society. Just so you know, don't even try to commit crime because you're going to be watched somewhere. So, Scheisser said the company policy forbids him from sharing the video with anybody outside of law enforcement. Phone calls to Holiday's corporate offices in the Twin Cities seeking permission to obtain the video were not returned. But Tiffany had nailed the scenario, even filling in the blank that the second substance in the back seat was applesauce. It was clear the driver faked 
damage, took photos, submitted them to Lyft, and asked for 100 bucks, 150 bucks reimbursement. Lyft put the charge on Ricky Marquette's credit card. Uh, few or no questions asked. Tiffany sent another email to Lyft on July 17th. You can never actually talk to a real person. It's always email, she said, accusing the company of not doing enough investigation on damage claims made by drivers. How can a company operate like this? How can you simply charge someone a damage fee and have no recourse for the customer against a false claim, she wrote. This is a job for Legal Shield. <laughs> You he didn't need, say that. I know. You ser- You need to seriously look at your policies as you're encouraging your drivers to file false damage claims because you make it so easy for them. I would like a response with the anecdotal evidence of a situation and information regarding how to file against a false damage claim. They probably didn't even think about it when they set the, the thing up. That's the thing. She didn't receive a response. The only response the Marquardt's received from Lyft after she sent her final email came... Only after the forum contacted the company asking questions for this column, that email promised the Marquardt's they would have their full $150 refunded. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's vomit fried. That, that's exactly what it is. Uh, responding to a list of 10 emailed questions, Lyft spokeswoman Kate Margolis responded generally. We have in-depth screening process for drivers, including a criminal background and driving record checks, including queries of local, state, and federal databases, and a 50-state sex offender registry check in addition to vehicle inspection. Uh, Margolis, Margolis cited the company's terms of service, which passengers agree to when signing up for the Lyft app, but of course nobody reads, which is another reason to have legal shields so you can have them read that. In defending the damage claims made by Ricky Marquardt's driver, <clears throat> Lyft's support team thoroughly investigates damage incidents and makes a determination based on the available evidence on a case-by-case basis. Our support team gathers and reviews evidence, which can include statements from all parties, photographs, prior feedback, and more. We make a determination based on the evidence provided. Margolis, or Margolis, however, did not answer questions relating to punishment or suspension of Lyft drivers who are found to make false claims, well, hopefully they would lose their job. An email sent to the Marquardt's by a Lyft representative after the forum contacted the company about their case said, this sort of behavior by a driver is a violation of our terms of service and is something we absolutely do not tolerate in the Lyft community. I have ensured that you are promptly refunded for the $150 fee. Please know that the concerns brought to our attention have been investigated and that I followed up with this driver to take the appropriate and necessary actions. <clears throat> The email did not specify the actions, you know. Uh, what I would have done is I would have said, I am so, so sorry. I cannot believe you did that. You guys can get another, like, 10 rides on us for free whenever you need a lift, no pun intended, <laughs> from us. I mean, I would have reimbursed her somehow because, you know what, for, I would not go back to lift. I'd go somewhere else. I would say, forget you. Tiffany Marquardt called the West Fargo police to report the incident, but was told false damage claims made against Lyft and Uber drivers are civil matters because of the terms of service agreed to by the passengers. They are definitely written to benefit the company, Assistant Chief Jerry Boyer said. I just don't see our prosecutors pursuing something like that as a criminal matter. Boyer said police would likely pursue a driver who made multiple false claims if there was evidence to prosecute. Uh, 
Fargo Police Assistant Chief Joe Anderson said vomit fraud is not common in the area and given the terms of service agreement, suggested riders protect themselves with video or photos if it is a concern or legal shield. <laughs> I would say if the passengers are sober enough to remember or concerned about being scammed, they could record the event using their smartphone or take photos of the vehicle's interior when they get in and out, Anderson said. Now, I said this before, but... Really, why should we have to do that, right? I mean, it's because people are just innately evil and and stuff. Anyway, the burden of proof frustrates the Marquardt's. Tiffany believes Lyft and Uber too easily absolve themselves of responsibility for a driver's bad actions and don't provide enough follow-up when a customer challenges a claim. I know there are a lot of drivers out there who don't do this, she said, but some obviously do. You think Lyft would care more, but I guess they just wash their hands of it and say, not our problem. They just make it so easy for guys to do this. Ricky wonders anything can be done locally. The police view it as a civil matter, but they they look at it differently. Is there an ordinance that could be passed locally? Lyft is a California company doing business in North Dakota, in Fargo, and West Fargo. Who is going to step in and tell them to knock this off, Ricky said. I'm so tempted to contact these, this couple and sell them legal shield because I, it's unfortunate, but this is exactly why legal shield exists. Right, Randall? Yes, dear. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's good news. I, I, I admire this couple. I, they look like a nice, sweet couple. You know, I mean, he was out late, but, you know, it was a high school reunion. And he was smart. He, he, he got lift instead of that, you know, so all that. But anyway, this is part of the reason why you should get Legal Shield. Seriously, it's 25 bucks a month, twenty four ninety five technically, and covers stuff like this. Because if, if I had gotten that, I would have said, okay, Legal Shield, can you help me out here? Especially if I had done what she did and discovered the you know, all the evidence on the photographs. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Are you saying that Lyft and Uber don't provide comprehensive criminal background checks for a drive? No. Uh, no, they they, they, ha- they apparently provide some type of background check that we read about here um, for sex offenses and stuff like that. But, but, but this type of fraud, um, you know, uh, clearly it, it seems to me that the riders, the the drivers know enough that most people who are getting a ride from them probably aren't going to remember, you know, because they're probably most of them are traveling and stuff or some of them are drunk or whatever. Um, and so they're not going to remember, but they're going to go later. Hey, how'd that get on there? And because the recourse is in favor of the company, you know, most people don't know what to do as, as this lady did. She said the only way she could get in touch was through email you know which which stinks because a good company you should be able to get you should you should be able to call them up i mean people call me up you know my cell phone right here the people people call me up all the time why are you so awesome well just comes naturally no i'm just kidding (laughs) okay that was supposed to be funny if you didn't find that funny then i'm sorry (laughs) Okay, so identity theft, ID shield. You guys need to get this, so Randall's going to play you a commercial for it. Ready? Sure, why not? (laughs) Or whatever one you have. Yeah, just so you know. Make sure we've got uh, volume here. That looks good. All right.
Only, uh, I don't hear anything. Ah, is your volume turned up? So, let's put you back on. Hi, Jennifer and Diane. Okay, let's see. Oh, Oddbar's here. Hey, Oddbar. Nice to see you, buddy. Yeah, I don't hear anything either. All right. Let's try this again. Let's try it one more time. Because sometimes technology doesn't do what it's supposed to. Yep. Sometimes it's that way. Every year, yeah. over 10 million people have their identity stolen. Take control of your identity with ID Shield. ID Shield monitors your personal information, such as your social security number, credit and debit card numbers, and social media accounts. We watch across the internet, including black market websites, government databases, and court records. We even provide child monitoring and monthly credit score tracking, which you can track right on the ID Shield mobile app. If any discrepancies with your identity are found, you'll receive an alert. If your identity has been stolen, a dedicated team of licensed private investigators are there at the touch of a button 24-7 to restore your identity. ID Shield also provides a password manager so you can generate and store strong passwords to further shield yourself from identity theft. And ID Shield even has a $5 million service guarantee, which means if identity theft happens, we'll do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to restore your identity. Shield yourself and your family from identity theft and put a licensed private investigator in the palm of your hand with ID Shield. That's right, people. ID Shield, you should get it today. Sign up with me because you love me so much and because you seriously want this awesome service because it is awesome. You know what? I feel awesome because I get to share it with the world every day that I feel like it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so if you're interested in signing up, seriously, contact me and we'll get you signed up. It's only $9.95 a month for an individual. It's $24.95 a month for a couple with kids. Otherwise, you sign up for an individual because it's cheaper that way because I don't want you to spend any more money than you have to. And you get, I think, about 65 pieces of info protected, plus you get ID Shield Vault, which is a really good thing. Uh, and the other thing is, if you want to sign up to be an associate and sell Legal Shield uh, and be on my team, I am looking, you know, for that. And uh, I'm looking for team members because, you know, I love Legal Shield. I, you know, it's so funny. I've done a lot of things in my life, but, um, y you know, <laughs> you know, when your life takes a, a interesting turn of events, it, it just, it just does. And the more I know about the product, uh, and how it helps people, um, I, the more awesome I think it is. It's just, it's just great. In fact, I actually added onto my life. I added onto my personal membership. I have a personal membership and ID shield and I actually added on the business supplement to mine uh, recently because I am a business and I want them to write up some contracts for me and you cannot beat it for the price. I mean, just, you know, I don't have the money to call up a lawyer and go, hey, can you write up a couple of contracts for me for like two, two, three hundred bucks? Nope. But for nine ninety five, added on to my thing for a business supplement or whatever it is. I can have them do all that and more. So if you have nine dollars ninety five cents, yeah. If you have a business, I should also tell you this: if you actually have a business, uh, you really should get Legal Shield for that and more. Um, because honestly, I think I just 
I just think you should because it's smart. It's it's being wise. And it's so affordable that it's insane in a way not to get it because it's so affordable. Anyway, the other thing I should tell you guys is that Ariel Ministries is our sponsor, our main sponsor. Uh, and this month we are focusing on a couple of their books we want you to get. This is a great commentary. It's called it's uh, the, the Messianic Jewish Epistles. This is a hardback cover. Hear that? See how much that hurt. Anyway, it's a hardback cover of the he- the Messianic Jewish epistles: Hebrews, James, First, Second Peter, and Jude. This is Arnold's uh, really good uh, um, commentary about this. This one's still packaged because I actually have another one. Uh, just so you know, you can save twenty percent when you use the coupon code Bible News. That's one you can get. Another couple books you can get are the Come and See series. Here's a couple of them. There is um, the Word of God and uh, what we know about God, theology proper. These are very easy to read, and they're not they're not really long, so they're very easy to do. I actually recommend getting all of the Come and See series. That will help you out a lot. Again, you can go to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. Go over to the resources pages, and I believe it's on there, right? Oh, the one is. Oh, well, the, the Messiah on. Redeemer one is on there, but still, you can click through, and you can go over and search all over Ariel's website and just do some shopping for people, graduation presents, going back to school gift, birthday present, you know all that. What is the price of the book with the epistles after twenty percent off? Uh, is that one on here, Bareface? Um, no. Nope. Well, if you give me just a minute, I can actually look for you. Let's see here. We'll pull it up for you, Bill. And let's see here. I gotta find it now in the store. Messianic Bible Studies. Is that the one? It's under that. Nope. It's gonna be under books. If you just sort on Fruit and Bomb books. Ah, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. We'll go ahead and. Are you looking for it? Yes, I am. Well, let's see who can find it fast. Okay. Yeah. All right. So hold on a second. It will take us more than the rest of our show to figure this out because the website is not. uh, Let's see here. I got it. Got it. Okay. So how much is it minus 20%? Well, it's uh, $32. Okay. So um, it's eight bucks or something. Yeah. So 20%. Off. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, well, one. Fifth of that, so um, wait, hold on, six dollars and change. Okay, so hold on a second, I'll pull it up right here. So it's thirty-two dollars without the discount. Yes. Oops, wait a minute. Okay, thirty-two times point, point eight. Twi- point twenty. <laughs> or you could just multiply by point eight. Okay, it's six dollars and forty cents discount. So thirty-two minus six. <laughs> It's twenty six bucks. It's about twenty six or twenty five bucks or something. Round between twenty five and twenty six bucks. So, with a discount, but I don't know about the shipping. I don't know if that's free or if you got to pay for that. But anyway, either way, you get a deal, and it's good stuff. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to tell you? Ah, uh, Bullhorn. You guys got to follow us on Bullhorn. Get Bullhorn if you're not following us on that mobile app. Go find it. Follow us there. And if you want to be a pillar of our community. <clears throat> or as my friend Jennifer says, a pillager of our community. <laughs> She's got such a funny sense of humor. 
um, then you can donate to us regularly over at BibleNewsRadio.com and set up a reoccurring um, payment through PayPal. Say you're going to be a pillar of the community, and then I'll know, and I'll, I'll send you a, a special audio piece that I do for our, our pillars. And what was the other thing I was going to tell you? Oh, yes, and then the Prophecy Conference. Here is the issue with the prophecy. Okay, Prophecy Watchers invited Randall and I to go and cover that conference. This is the world's leading experts in the pre-trib rapture. There's going to be like 32 speakers there, including a number of them who've been on our show this year. That trip is going to cost us probably between $1,400 and $1,500, and that's that's us keeping our expenses extremely low because we'll be driving and all that. Uh, We've raised $100 towards that. So if you guys have extra coins in your pocket and would like to help us get there, uh, that would be awesome because we really would like to go, but we actually were seriously talking. If we don't get enough money to go, we're not going to do it because we're not going to go into more debt. Um, Last year, what we did was we, um, we went, enough people provided for us to go. And we had awesome content for well over a month because we're going to be recording everything uh, and then playing the interviews here and and all that. So so it's, you know, um, it's on my heart to say, please send us because I really want to go. Um, but we also can't go into debt to do it. So uh, if you have extra money, you want to put it towards that, then please do it because, you know, then we'll get to see all the people that are going to be there, including Ryan Peterson, he'll be there. L.A. Marzulli will be there again. Uh, pretty much all the favorites will be there. And then pretty soon we'll also have Bob and Gary Ulrich. Bob, Gary Stearman and Bob Ulrich will, will also have them on the show uh, as well. And I believe they're live streaming the event, so you guys will actually be able to see the event yourself. Uh, you can pay for that as well. Um, so, you know, pray about what you can give. And, you know, if we get most of it, we'll probably do it. But uh, we need we need a lot more money <laughs> because it's it's not in our budget. But, yeah, so do what God leads you to do, and we will see how that pans out. All right, I think that is it. So tomorrow we're going to go ahead. We're going to start um, we're going to start teaching you in this book after the ball. I'm going to start sharing some stuff with you uh, about how the homosexual lobby has laid out what they've done in order to continue to persecute people all over the world, really, uh, who stand up for biblical values. So I want to arm you with the info and the knowledge so that you can be confident, you know, in your defense of the faith, not only apologetically with the scripture, but also just so you can look at the tactics. You know, that I think there's a book called The Art of War. And, you know, if you understand how war is really done, You should know, or even as an attorney, you know, I've heard this from numerous attorneys that I've heard, you know, know your enemy's case better than you know your own. Because if you know your enemy's case, it's easier to refute it. So that's what I want to help you with. So I hope you can tell a friend about the show. Don't forget to sign up for our text messages by texting Bible News to 33222. Join our text message group. And I'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right, people, be bold, (laughs) stand up and go with God. Go out there and influence somebody for the Lord today. You know, let them know God loves them and uh, that they can get on his winning team because that's ultimately what we